And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. And then TMZ's just waiting for good stuff. <laughs> Which Trump will give them to these. They're all tools. All right. We're rolling. Looks good. Um, how you doing, Sonny? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Despite the atrocities of the world, my 2020 is way better than my 2019. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why that is. Some years flow better than others, but... I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Are you in San Francisco in the sunset area? Yeah. I'm looking right out my window at the sunset district. Man, I love that place. Yeah, I've been going in the ocean a lot. Have you been surfing? Is that what you mean saying? No. I I oh. I can't surf. I'm a I'm kind of afraid of drowning. So I don't feel particularly great when I stop feeling the sand under me my feet. Years ago, I had some near-drowning experiences, and I wrote a lot of songs about it, actually, and um, worked my way back into the ocean. So I like to body surf and just swim around and paddle and whatever, but once you get kind of past where you might get sucked by a riptide or whatever, and then you sort of run out of energy and you just sink. <laughs> right. I don't want to do that. I don't know. That's where I'm at where I stop. How's your family doing? People are pretty good. Like you, my kid uh, just all of a sudden didn't have school anymore. Mm -hmm. So I had to create some structure and homeschooling and stuff. Did you like that? Well, he rose to the occasion, you know. When it first went down, I kind of got excited. 
I was like, all right, here we go. And I had those dreams of like, we're just in the wilderness and he's going to learn how to kill a deer and skin it. And we're going to go full survival and, and I'll be teaching him the Bill of Rights in between how to build your own canoe and stuff like that. (laughs) But then I was brought back to reality and then his school kind of kicked up again and had some online stuff, which was fairly rudimentary learning comparatively, but at the very least it gave some structure to his day, you know? Yeah, I know. We're in the first week of summer and um, we are going to do summer school on some level. And so this week he's, he's free. I told him he can do whatever he wants, except for watch TV for eight hours a day. Yeah. I wonder if there will be back to the land movements again, off the grid communities. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's hard to say. I'm not the type of person who wants to move out to the woods with my family. None of that is very interesting to me. But of my version of that is I would like to go somewhere I haven't ever lived, like some small town in Italy or Kauai or, I don't know, maybe some small town in Australia, and open a convenience store. Mm. Nice. And just see my sunset like that. Yeah, that sounds good. You know, selling chips to locals. They'll make fun of my weird, dumb American ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a convenience store. You can also have like a um, scooter rental shop. Right. Like, you just need an investment of like five scooters. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a couple small motor classes online. Yeah, it's true. How's SF feeling post the murder of George Floyd? and subsequent marches and protesting. Have you been part of any of it or been near it? Well, we've kind of gone in and out of a couple gatherings, but the most notable one was a big one that was congregating at Dolores Park and the mission, and I brought my kid to that. It was a little bit sad to me because there was people in the crowd that didn't have masks on, and there were people that were um, naturally squeezing into Dolores Park Six foot social distance was gone completely. And um, if I had been by myself, I might have hung out longer on the fringe, maybe. But uh, right. it almost felt like a bad um, demonstration of responsibility to my kid. It was good to be there and add numbers to the protest, but it's an interesting ethical place to be or moral conundrum because the, the protests are certainly important, but so is health, you know. And, Right. Like that. I've seen a little bit of the chop neighborhood here. How close are you to that? Six miles, seven miles. But you went in there? Yeah. I went up and did an interview um, at Ben Gibbard's house, and he lives kind of in that neighborhood. And so I parked near his house, and then we walked down. I wonder what's going to happen. There was news today. It's getting a little taxing and difficult, I think, for the residents. And also difficult. I'm assuming for them, if they support the movement, which I'm, most people do. Yeah. Kushama Sawant, I follow her. She's pretty radical. Yeah. It's incredible reading the comments whenever she posts. There's a lot of people that just uh, believe she's the devil incarnate. <laughs> it's really... They do. 
intense. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, people don't think she's a human human being, you know? It's, it's just so absurd. It can't be taken seriously, but it's crazy. It's yeah. coming from crazy people. Well, it's incredible how much, how triggering is the word she is for people that are just so afraid of the word or so afraid of the idea of socialism or whatever, or the idea yeah. of um, being anti-police. It freaks them out. I follow Sean King too. And, you know, I think he's a hero, but his latest one is where he was telling everybody to destroy all the, um, any statues or photos of white Jesus. If you're going to take down statues of Teddy Roosevelt or whatever, you might as well like continue on to, um, white Jesus. And I, I don't really necessarily disagree with it, but I'm just and more just whether I agree it or not, I'm just I'm blown away at how extreme that is for Americans to even handle the thought of. Right. Like it just goes to the core of of people's spheres, I guess, you know. I imagine people aren't going to necessarily be able to handle that information on top of a pandemic on top of the social unrest of our country and and some people may see it as a i guess attack on jesus i don't know yeah don't certainly know. well which is funny because he's like a pastor and he yeah so he's not really going all the way and saying christianity is a tool of white supremacy which it is historically you know as far as colonizing and mission mission work and all that stuff and trying to get people to come over to your religion so that you can control them and stuff so he he might as well just be like down with religion like lots of intellectual people have been you know yeah but he stops there because he's actually a pastor so he's just more just like <laughs> he's just anti-white jesus he's not anti-jesus <laughs> And, or anti-Christianity. I find that kind of like he's going to stop. Why stop there? You know, why stop there? The revolution side of me is like, do it. Take all the statues down. Take all the stained glass pictures of blue-eyed Jesus down. Start over. Begin a new thing that isn't even called the police. You know, it's called something else. Citizen Protection Service. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Build yeah. build something from scratch that is completely different than what we have. You know, so that kind of appeals to me. Have you been reading anything or watching anything that is not news? We've been watching this show called Lennox Hill. If you want to cry your eyes out, it's about a hospital in New York. It it actually the very last episode brings it to when COVID hit, so it almost is current, but up wow. until the last episode, it was pre-COVID and pre-protests. It just had to do with running a hospital. You're watching people be born and die, and the tragedy of, it's like maybe the most intense show I've seen. It's not exactly a, a comedy break from the harsh reality of the world we yeah. live in, but it, it right. doesn't have anything to do with today's news i don't like what looking at blood so it's hard for me to watch <laughs> right needles 
I don't like looking at it. I don't like looking at any of that stuff. I don't even, I don't want to see any suffering. <laughs> even if it's to heal. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple tours canceled, and I was trying to make a tour to Florida. One of these places invited me to play a show there that would pay well, you know? So mm -hmm. I was trying to build a tour around that. I always have mm -hmm. wanted to just do a full Florida tour because it's the weirdest state. I've never really discovered it. Of course, it was one of the first ones canceled, and I don't know if it'll ever come back because <laughs> Florida is like, I don't know. Florida is not going to be solving the COVID crisis anytime soon. doesn't sound like. That's a great way to put it. So I don't know if I'll ever get to tour Florida. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you will. <laughs> it may look different. But... Have you been doing any live stream shows or recording? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, there's like little gigs come your way. There's been a lot of benefit type things where you, play some songs or for whatever set up in my garage and I find those to be really unthrilling and um, if that's the future of live playing I'm probably out <laughs> yeah I just don't want to be a live stream guy I, I mean maybe something will change and I'll I'll have to embrace it or something but I never got into this to like play a song over a video chat so uh, I it just yeah. takes all the wind out of the sails. I think I'd probably rather just be a J.D. Salinger guy and just go be nobody somewhere. I mean, I love touring and playing live music, so... So do I. I don't know. I, I drove by a live concert two weeks ago when I was driving to my parents, and it was in the parking lot of, I think, a church or an impromptu church, but it it was like 50 people just watching a band. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually played one in Seaview at the Vintage Trailer Lodge. I mean, there was nobody around to have any kind of danger of people breaking any self rules, you know. Yeah. But they had like 15 people just on different benches that were definitely spatially aware or whatever. Responsibly spatially oriented. Yeah. Have you been recording at all? I, nice. uh, you know, I was finishing up a country record and before everything hit and then so I got kind of stranded it was hard to finish because it needed a, few, a little bit more human collaboration you know so it was tough I had to do some things remotely with people and you know send one friend a microphone through the mail and show up at a, another guy's house with gloves and mask and laptop and have him do some tracking. It was just like, this sucks. You know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I kind of feel like you got to do it. And I've known a lot of musicians that have just, I'm done kind of, this is mm -hmm. not a time to, to make music or whatever. And um, yeah, I don't have that kind of frame of mind. I kind of feel like you're supposed to put one foot in front of the other, I guess, even whether you're a plumber or a musician or whatever. Know, get up and do what you're supposed to do. 
so even sometimes when it felt futile, I kind of still had this feeling like, okay, well, this is what I do. So how am I going to do it? Uh, on the other hand, I got together with my band and we, we were doing some jam instrumental jams where we just had masks and gloves and stayed mm -hmm. six feet apart. And it was fun. It was also, yeah. like I said about earlier, it was like, it was kind of cool. It was like, like we were monks or something. You know, like we only, we did, we showed up. There was a little bit of chit chat, but like, you know, how it's not that fun to have long conversations with masks on. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And we got right down to business and we were doing, we were having fun playing music and, this was like earlier. We didn't have mics set up and stuff because whatever germs and you're taking your mask off and you know, it's just too clumsy and mm -hmm. it felt unsafe, but like play instrumental jams with, it was almost like four mutes get together and rehearse their instrumental music. It was pretty cool. Actually. I, I liked it. We are lucky to have a rehearsal space in the drummers silkscreen shop, which is quite spatial. I was kind of counting on my fingers some of my musician friends who were like, I'm not going out of my bedroom. <laughs> Can we play Drifting Away? Yeah. All right. Is this part of your country record? Yeah, it'll come out someday. <laughs> yeah, it'll come out. All right, let's hear it. Here it goes. Drifting away on the ocean with a sail made of cloth homespun Made so strong it will never come undone Drifting away Looking back at the shore Looking back at the door So many doors so
Yeah, good. I like it. Yeah. When did you record that? Right, you know, this winter, basically. I sort of had a studio at the Headlands Art Center. You can get studios on the off-season there if you're an alumni. Oh. And um, it was great. It was like this big space, more for painters. So I just set up a drum kit in the corner and my little tape recorder, 388. Had my friend. I just had one friend, really, who's a multi-instrumentalist come and... Um, He's a really good country drummer, and so uh, I would just play my acoustic guitar. He'd put down the beat, and then we'd just put bass on it right there and some guitars, and it didn't take long to track, and it was just two people, really. Who's playing all the lap steel on that? I met this guy, Joe Goldmark. He's he's incredible. He, he He's one of the owners of Amoeba Records here in San Francisco, and um, a friend of mine just kind of tipped me off that he was a old school, fantastic pedal steel player in the very kind of classic Nashville style, you know? And um, mm -hmm. I just wrote to him, showed him a couple of songs and he was down. So he showed up and he's an older guy. He showed up in boots and had his pedal steel and laid this stuff down. And it was, you know, it's like, wow, I've never worked with a pedal steel guy like that. I don't know if it's kind of connected, but when I went up to Astoria and Seaview to record my buddy's band, it was like um, I wanted to be on tour so bad that like the first stop I made <laughs> out of San Francisco, I just I didn't I wasn't even thinking about it very much until I looked at my car seat, but it was filled with beef jerky and like <laughs> um, wasabi peas and like all the things that you eat when you were on the road. Yeah. I just had to like have an injection of what it used to be like, even though I was by myself just in a car. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. I know. In the last week, has there been anything on repeat in your house? You've been digging anything? No, I've been, um, I, I produced a couple bands last, in the last two weeks. So I, my brain has been, uh, just overfilled with other uh, people's music, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I um, I've been coming home and you know deliberately not listening to music. What are these bands? In the Northwest, it was Sunfoot, which is um, Chris Johansson is a old friend of mine and he's a visual artist. Um, he's most known as a visual artist as a painter and. Um, I met him years ago. It's, you know, there was a San Francisco kind of community. Chris Johansson was a big part of part of the art here. He was in bands and punk bands and stuff. But uh, the last, I don't know, 10 years or something, he's had this band called Sunfoot. And it's very uh, abstract kind of rock and roll. It's really deranged in, in a way and um, kind of coloring outside the lines, so to speak. I don't think there's any other band like it, to, to be honest. And they do a lot of improvisation. It Sometimes it sounds like the Shags because it's kind of so off and outsider arty in a way. And sometimes it sounds like uh, Flipper at their most f fucked upness. Or um, sometimes it sounds a little bit like uh, Butthole Surfers just in its chaoticness. So it's, it's, it's of that family tree. And then I caught back here and and produced a 
an old friend of mine, Virgil Shaw, who has been around the Bay forever, and his is more like country, uh, but but sort of not traditional country. Kind of, it has a country twang to it, but it's he's he's kind of out on his own limb as well. I'd have to say. So after four or five days of that, I also didn't want to hear anything else. So yeah, my brain is full. Well, I look forward to the Sunfoot and Virgil record. I'm going to let you go here in a few minutes, but before I do, do you have any advice for people to get through their day? I personally have been uh, exercising more than I ever have. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and, uh, I have a, I have a, uh, I don't even, I'm so uh, not an exercise person. I, I can't think of the name of it, but I have one of those exercise bikes downstairs. So I, I have that. And then I, I do some curls, and then I do um, sit-ups, and then I, if in the same day, if I have time, I go to the ocean. So, if I can do all that plus these musical projects, then I will not be an insane burden on my girlfriend or my child. <laughs> right. If it starts getting like that, um, send me some guitar and I'll put some drums to it and you can produce that. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to write new songs for myself. Producing yeah, other people is um, great, but it does kind of put your own shit on the back burner. Well, don't do that too much. I'll let you go. Thanks for your okay, time. Joe. I really appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. All right. I'll talk to you soon. I hope to see you in the next year somewhere on the West Coast. Anywhere. Okay, let's make it happen. All right, All right Jim. Bye.